Hello and welcome along to episode six of the Undisputed podcast with me, Adam McGrawty and Jack Roffey. How are you doing, Jack? Hello, Adam. Yes, I am fine. This is post Terence Crawford, Kell Brook. And uh, yeah, what a fight that was. Indeed, indeed. I was uh, watching the Katie Taylor card uh, matchroom at Wembley Arena. That was my choice of viewing. Today, we've got an exciting episode for you. We've got an interview with Lee Cutler. A really interesting one, actually, talking about reflecting on his strong start to his professional career in boxing. He's currently 7-0. Looking at the present at the moment, during lockdown, what's he doing to tick over? How is he staying motivated? And looking at the future as well, to look at a potential fight with a big name, just assessing his options, really. So uh, here's what Lee had to say. So Lee, whilst we're in lockdown, you've had a period to reflect on what's been on a on a strong start to your pro boxing career. Seven and zero. Is there anything you'd change about that start, or for you, has it been pretty perfect? Um, no, there's nothing really I'd change about it. Obviously, so I've had some good learning fights in there. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just I would just like to be a little bit more busy, obviously, this year. But I think that's sort of where I've done so well in my um, early fights. Um, you know. I'm a dangerous sort of person, so it's like a big risk for a little reward, do you know what I mean? So, because I'm relatively unknown, really, on the domestic scene at the minute, like we've been trying to push and get fights and, you know, cool people out. And obviously, like people just look at my record, I think I'm ranked 16th in the country at middleweights at the minute, and I'm actually a super welterweight. Uh, seven fights and I'm like got the lowest sort of lowest amount of fights at that, and I'm, I'm the youngest as well to be that, you know, that high. Everyone around me has had like nearly twenty odd fights and that. So um, I think I just yeah, I'm you know big risk for little reward, and it's sort of that's the only sort of downside of doing so well with my early fights and finishing the people that I have done you know quite early. Mm. Who would you say has given you your toughest test so far in your career? Um, my toughest fight I would have said was um, Rod Douglas Jr. But I, I don't think it was because he was my toughest fight I just don't think I was switched on for it I'm, I had sort of I fought I fought him and then two weeks later I was fighting again and the two the, the fight two weeks later was the one that I was sort of like because it was one in because I was in Southampton right. and the one that was two weeks later was a six round uh, it was the four round and I just thought you know what, I'm going to blow this guy out of there um, and sort of the first exchange, I sort of step back. I thought, I'm going to step back and I'm going to chin him as he comes in because he doesn't really move his head that well. And I've missed with my right, my hand, and I thought, I've sort of, he's come in, and I thought he's hit me clean, and it's hit me bang square on the nose, and it's like just blanked me for like, because it was literally the first shot, blanked me for like two seconds. And the breath, like, I, I sort of like stumbled down, um, got back up on my feet, like, because it was literally just like a trip over. Ref, obviously, no, no knockdown and that. But I thought, oh, bloody hell, this, he punches hard, you know. And then sort of seen back, he, he broke my nose and knocked my teeth, my teeth out with his head because I got um, got the photo sort of um, sent to me. And it just sort of, like, upset my game plan a little bit. But then I, when I settled it, settled in, I nearly stopped him in the fourth, well, third and fourth round. One more round, it would have um, I would have had him out of there. But that, I think, it was just because where I was a little bit sort of naive and when it switched on. And then two weeks later, because of that, what happened, you know, I took, took a tougher opponent out in, um, in less, you know, in less time at a, tough, at a higher weight as well. So I took him out in like two rounds because I was really switched on because of what, what happened before. So it's just, you know, that was learning. So never, never sort of overlook anyone or 
you know, always be switched on. Yeah, don't judge a book by its cover as well. But have, have you got one standout highlight so far in your career? One moment that you think, wow, that was special. That's that's my best moment so far in boxing. Not really. I, I wouldn't say anything yet. Um, it's probably just some of the spars I've had with um, with like top top world level people I can't really say too much about like the fights yet because I haven't really fought anyone big yet and um, like I said I'm not I'm not one of those to go around shouting about me being 7-0 and oh, you know I've stopped tough lads like I have stopped tough lads that's about the only thing I can sort of say like I've like when you look at the records I've, I'm like one of the only people to stop these lads that are being put in with me do you know what I mean I've stopped them in better fashion than anyone else do you know what I mean so um that's sort of the only thing I'll take from it, but like sort of until until I step up and I fight fight someone, you know, a fifty fifty fight, that's when I sort of, you know, take something from it. But at the minute it's just it's learning, it's learning. I'm ready to go in there for a big fight now, but you know, that's what I feel just, about that. Yeah, so Lee, just um touching base on some of your previous sparring, uh what names have you uh, sparred with? Josh Taylor, um obviously Chris Eubank. Spied him when I was uh, an amateur, um, when he was getting ready for the World Boxing Super Series. Um, Josh Taylor, obviously, when he was getting ready for the World Boxing Super Series, when he won, won his first world title. That must have been a great experience, Josh Taylor. Obviously, oh yeah, you definitely, know. definitely. Obviously, I'm a little, you know, I'm a little bit bigger than him, but that's I think why they got me in there because he was that was when he was fighting that um, Baron Check, and he's, you know, a tough, strong, come forward um, banger. So it, that's sort of why they, uh, me and Ted Cheeseman were sparring him at the same time. So off the back of that, obviously, I got sparring with Ted Cheeseman as well. Um, Felix Cash. So, you know, some really top, top lads. Probably forgot some there. Josh, Josh Kelly. Yeah, been him, been him with, with the best of them. And they're all like 50-50 spars. Like, I'm not just like being big-headed about it at all. But, you know, I don't leave there thinking, buddy, I've been bashed up and well out of my club, well out of my league, you know. Does that give you some confidence, knowing that you can mix it with these guys? As you say, you come away from these spars thinking, you know, I did myself well there. I put put on a good performance there. Oh, hundred percent. Especially when I'm going into, especially when I'm like now moving into hopefully, hopefully going to start getting some 50-50 fights. Um, moving forward, people are sort of the same experience as me. I know coming out of these spars with like world level, world level fighters, I know I can go in there and hold my own I can remember when I first sort of turn up to um turn up to spar these guys I sort of I sort of feel like I'm I don't deserve to be there if you know what I mean so you just still feel like you're out of your league and you sort of talk yourself out of it before you're even they thought oh, well well that's uh Chris Eubank I don't deserve to be here so but then when you after the first like round or two you think bloody hell I'm doing all right here and then you leave and I'm absolutely buzzing but it's just the whole mindset set change now where I just sort of when I turn up I'm not there to I'm not there just to make up the numbers. I'm here to, you know, make a statement. And, you know, so that's sort of, that's what's changed in my mindset recently. Obviously, it's been a tough year for for all all of us, but, and all boxers. As a sort of small hall show fighter, how has it been for you to sort of keep yourself motivated, keep training when, you know, there's no date ahead? Yeah, it's been very hard. It's, um, it's hard for everyone, really. So it's just... It's just annoying when I'm seeing like lads I know I can you know I know I can keep up with and have great fights with when I see them on TV and that and I'm trying to call call them out and get some little bit of traction so we can get fights. It's just a little bit frustrating. 
Um, but I just sort of, I wish it sort of, if this come maybe a, a year or two later than what it has, you know, I'll be, I would sort of be in that sort of situation, same as like Chris Billum, do you know what I mean? Where I'll, I'll yeah. be in that, you know, in, in the sort of top, top ranked lads uh, boxing on TV as well. But it's just come just that little bit too early and I just haven't broke on that scene yet, which is, like I said, it's um, too much, little, little risk, too much, no, massive risks. You know, not a lot of reward. Um, so yeah, it is a bit annoying. But I'm ticking over, and I'm still training. I'm just, it's just annoying, you know, because obviously I've had the money there this year as well. So, so trying, trying to work and and do the same thing. But I'm only working out at the gym, so I'm still focused a lot on on, on my boxing. Yeah. So you you're ticking over. Um, sort of what coaching, doing one to ones with, with yeah. people at Bendel's gym yeah that's it the gym's taking classes um, doing one-to-ones and stuff you know sort of passing, passing on the knowledge that I've um, I've been taught over the years nearly 10 years now after, since I first had my first fight coming up I think this January it'll be 10 years so so you know just trying to pass it on and I, I do really enjoy it to be fair like pass on you know especially when you've got somebody there that's not just there to keep fit they want to learn and stuff so I, I do really enjoy that part but obviously when boxing gets serious again I sort of put that on the back on the back burner and focus more yeah. on my boxing how was so, the um, ACL well yeah I, I went to the doctors they thought it was they thought it was me ACL or my MCL I had mm. well, the, I went to have, had an uh, MRI scan it come back um, as I've, I still need to have surgery on it, but it's um, cartilage issue, which is not as bad as what they thought it was. Um, I've just got to have um, keyhole surgery and just get it removed, or if they can fix it, I don't know what they mean by fixing it. Um, I think maybe like is, trimmed. Yeah, whether they take take where they don't want to take it all like the bit that's broke off out because of my age or something. So. But it's not 100%, it'll make it 100%, but I think it's sort of easing up slowly. So hopefully it'll be all right. It's still too painful to do anything else other than sort of box on it. But hopefully after surgery and that, it'll be fine. Is there uh, any sort of potential dates where, you well, know, no, you um, recover and, and oh, get back out there, hopefully? What, de- what potential dates on surgery or... Yeah, well, obviously, like, I know there's been talks about a potential fight with uh, Idris Burgo, bit of a back yeah. and forth on social media, um, and yeah. he's got two dates in December on Channel 5. Um, do you think you, you could be ready for, you know, for December? 100%. I'll be ready. if I, I'll take that fight on two weeks' notice. I just know I'll bash him up. He's literally, it's, he's actually a comical. He, he doesn't want it, though. He's embarrassing. He's embarrassing himself. Um, the great thing about it, he just think, he thinks it's because he's got this profile off of Love Island when it's not the case at all because Tommy Fury's got a 10 times, well, 100 times bigger profile than he has. But he doesn't go about his business the way that bloody divvy goes, you know? So it's just, yeah, I, I want that fight, but he doesn't want it. My manager's been in touch with his manager and his manager um, just got back saying, oh, I've got COVID. Um, I'll call you when um, when I'm up and about. You know, we haven't received a call. Um, another another manager that and matchmaker that Steve uses, um, which is Steve, my manager, um, got said, mate, he ain't going to go anywhere nearly. You know, they, they earn a bit, like, they earn good money off him because, because of his sort of profile that he's got off of Love Island and his 
social media and his TikToks that he does. So they, they're not going to put him against someone like me. But it just annoys me when someone gives it the big and like he, he asked for the fight. He put it on his social media asking, saying, who wants to see the fight? And everyone, I think 96% said, yeah. And, um, and it wasn't even me that started the whole situation. It was some random lad tagged me and said oh fight Lee Cutler and he said oh, I'd knock him out and then I said then I said I had got a, a knee injury and I'll still fight you and beat you with it and then that's when he screened you or screenshotted it and put it on his story and I thought you know what there might be a bit of potential and the only reason he put that on his story is because he I said I had a knee injury he wouldn't have done it if I said I was but he, he, all of a sudden he went quiet so I reckon his manager's been on his on on the phone to him saying stop going on at him because they're pestering me and we ain't ha- we ain't taking that fight, and we've been told who he's fighting anyway, or who he's been asked to fight, which is another journeyman. I think one one yeah. lost eight. I think drew one. Do you know what I mean? So he's just a joke. So it's, See, he's not even, he's not even worth my time personally. <laughs> like I honestly can't believe that um you know he is under Mick Hennessy. You know Channel Five. It's not a bad you know banner to be under. You know you got Isaac Chamberlain fighting as well. Um, yeah. But I remember his last fight against uh, Scott Williams, who, yeah. you know, didn't have a win on his record. And did you see that video in the, um, what was it, in the press conference? Where yeah, but just that's, that's how it all water started. Over him. Yeah, that's how it all started, really. Like, to be fair, after that, everyone was calling him out. And then I, I did as well. I was just like, look, mate, I'm a super, wel- I'm a, I'm a super welter. I'll move up to, to the uh, super middle and box you just to prove like because fair enough if you're doing that to somebody you know when you're in a 50-50 fight you know when the tensions are building and you you do something like that because it is good for your profile but not when you've got somebody there being nice to you in front of you just going oh yeah I just I respect anyone that gets in the ring you know I respect anyone that gets I'm just doing this for my family I'm just earning money like basically that's all he's doing he's turning up to get a paycheck get you know take another loss get a paycheck and then he gets water chucked over him he just he's ridiculous and that's that's (laughs) He thinks he's a world beater and calling out like Liam Williams and all that. Like, what the hell? Like, he's off his rocker, mate. Did you see how bad he is? He, he, he's terrible. Yeah. yeah, I've seen seen a few of his fights. He uh, aesthetically, you know, he you know he, he's a fit lad. However, I don't think there's much to shout about. What we what we do on our podcast, we um, you know, we've been doing sound bites, etc. We had Chris yeah. Smith on here uh, a few weeks ago. And your manager Steve Bendel. Right, we want to do a soundbite with you. What would be yeah. your message to Idris Virgo? I don't even need to send him a message. He's just—he is just. Oh, I, he, I don't even know. He's just useless. He's useless in the ring, and he's got no bottle. His manager don't believe in him, and he knows it. No one believes in him. His manager don't believe in him. He's just got him there for a payday. But, you know, his manager's thinking, yeah, we're, you know, we're getting a. Do you know what? He boxed every single journeyman probably in the country. So he'd probably go 20 and 0 because, you know, through just boxing journeyman. It's embarrassing, mate. I've had arguments with Steve and my coach over, you know, when they can't get me anyone or somebody's too too much money to get in a tough opponent. You know, I've had arguments with my manager saying, I'm not fighting on this. I'm not fighting because I do not want to fight journeyman. I don't want to fight those people I'm going to blow over or people that are there with no wins like I feel like I'm ripping people off selling them tickets do you know what I mean it's like yeah and I don't know how, how people then he can you know say he's this and that when he's uh you know when he's fighting he's just embarrassing he's an embarrassment <laughs> to boxer oh man that's class he's a bit like a like a Prince Patel type character 
Yeah, but Prince Patel, ten times better boxing ability. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's disrespectful to Prince Patel. Yeah, I didn't even <laughs> know he was on Love Island. To be honest, I was <laughs> mate, that's mate, that's the funny thing. He thinks it's because he was on Love Island, but nobody actually knew knows he was on that. Yeah, I've yeah. Got a lot of, everyone's gone. Who's that lad that you? That's, um, I was like, oh mate, he's on Love Island for about two days or whatever it was, and got chucked out because that. Well, this is what I've been told because that Alex, you know, that Alex, the um, doctor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stole a oh. bird. He's unbelievable, you know. <laughs> stole a bird off him. Yeah. You um, clearly... What, Alex, Alex stole a bird off, <laughs> off Idris? Yeah, well, I think he was oh, mate, trying to get... To... Yeah, mate, I don't really know because I don't really watch it. But <laughs> that's, yeah. But it's funny, he thinks that's why everyone's calling him out. No, it's not. It's because you <laughs> don't go about your business well. People in boxing know you just don't... Journeymen are there for a reason. They're there to make you better, to bring you on. Don't start disrespecting them and, you know, then calling out Liam Williams when you've just beat somebody that's had eight fights, eight losses. Mate, yeah. like, do you know what? Grow up. <laughs> yeah, you're very passionate about making this fight with Idris. Is it because what do you see here? Is it the the opportunity because you know you're better, you believe you're better than him, you believe you can comfortably beat him, and and it would be good for you. And as you say, the profile he's got, if you were to then win, do you think this this would be a good fight for you? He's the easiest touch in boxing. That's all I can say. Like I could like there's ten or well, so many much like harder fights out there that will come my way and I will take do you know what I mean but yeah. if that opportunity presented itself to fight him on channel 5 get a TV contract off of it he's the easiest touch for that to happen do you know what I mean mm. if, if I got that fight guaranteed win guaranteed contract after it easiest touch see you later Idris no one knows knows who you are but I promise I wouldn't even mention it. if I beat him if I got the fight and beat him I wouldn't even if people said oh look who have you been in with I wouldn't even mention his name because he's not worthy of it people oh what who do you beat Idris Virgo and they'll laugh at it because that's how bad he is yeah that's I how beat bad a, he is I beat a TikTok star <laughs> yeah I beat a TikTok star and Mate, he's like 30 years old. Grow up. You see some of the TikToks he does. It is actually hilarious. I prefer your edits, to be honest. <laughs> oh, mate. It's not even mine. Someone someone sends me them and says, I'll put this up. Someone's <laughs> like, yeah, that's pretty funny. And I'm laughing my head off at it. But since then, he's gone quiet. And he just... Because he, 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 he knows it started getting a bit of traction in the fight. So he stopped sharing all my stuff um that I was putting up because he knew it started getting a little bit of traction if, if he's had too much pressure he would have had to fought me mm. so yeah he's just he's just generally even worth not even worth talking about and the embarrassment do you think oh that's class from his perspective like he could be forced into taking a fight with you without really wanting it do you think he really doesn't want this fight with you and there could be a case where he ends up fighting you but his head's just not in it because he doesn't want the fight like do you think maybe your heart's in it your head's in it you're so motivated to beat him but for him he just isn't in it he doesn't want it possibly the good thing is our managers get on apparently right. so like they, they've, they've worked with each other in the past when <clears throat> when Steve was boxing in that and it might be at a point like I, I'm contesting at super welterweight for titles but I will move up to fight him do you know what I mean there's no yeah. doubt about it and it might come a point where um he does beat every single journeyman in the country with no wins on their record and he has to step up has to, he has to get a title shot or something like that and then you know, the, the, there will be a possibility that we'll meet them. But at this stage in his career, like, you know, they, they're just going to, they're playing it safe with him. Do you know what I mean? And, mm. and I haven't got a problem with that. Like, look at Tommy Fury's opponent. 
at the weekend, yeah. he hadn't had a win. But he comes to have a go, like he comes to actually have a go and have a go at Top Tommy and stuff. But Tommy doesn't think he's just beat a world champion. He knows he's in there to learn. He's not disrespecting him or yeah. So, but I think it's a possibility that it could happen. And the good good things our managers get on, you know, we're easy to work with. You can just give us a phone call. Yeah, so Lee, um, another another fight that's been announced in the uh, super weight division. Um, is Ted Cheeseman the JJ Metcalf for the yeah. British title? What's your thoughts on that fight? Cracking, well, cracking fight. Um, I actually, like, I, to be fair, I don't know too much about that JJ Metcalf. I've just watched highlights of him. He's sort of one of those. He's like, for the record, and he's quite under, like, under the radar. If you like, he's boxed some good kiddies and beat beats them in good fashion. So I, I think, I think he, I think he beats Cheeseman. To be fair. But yeah, I hope I hope Cheeseman pulls it off because I actually like him. He's he's a good lad. And then, but um, JJ Metcalf, he, he does look very good. What I've seen of him, but I actually haven't watched a full fight of his. But he does look yeah. very strong, um, ferocious body shots, and very fit. Yeah, he, um, he's twenty-one and zero, and he actually fought um, Sergei Abomo, one of your uh, former yeah. opponents. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He looks decent. He looks decent. But um, you mentioned about your sparring with Ted Cheeseman. Say if yeah. he was to win the British title, um, would that be a fight you're interested in? I would take the fight tomorrow, honestly. God's honest truth, yeah. Like, I, yeah, I would take the take the fight within a heartbeat after what <clears throat> what I got from the sparring. At the time, I was only on four rounders as well. So, like, as as I think, I think we've done like six six rounds or anything but I felt pretty comfortable in there I think if it was like a 10 round 10 or 12 round spire he would have started to take over towards the end because of his 12 round experience but like I said at the time it was a four round fight I only I was only only done four rounds um I don't think I spied any more than six rounds but now sort of as I've, I've been stepping up I've been doing a lot more rounds um a lot more confident in doing doing the rounds and, and a lot more confident in my fitness so I, I would take the fight tomorrow Hundred percent, and I'd be confident in winning the fight quite comfortably. Yeah, I think um, you would have a good shout in that. He's uh, he's he's done all right in his career. Um, obviously, his last four fights, he's only won one, but he's still getting those opportunities. He's still a name. I think that would be um, yeah, definitely match up for you. I think he's he's looking sort of because he's had a tough career. He takes a lot of shots, doesn't he? Like I'm. So he he is slow. He just he is looking like worse. Do you know what I mean? That when he just won the British title, and that he was looking, he was looking pretty shit hot. If if you ask me, I thought he was, you know, his work rate was relentless. Relentless. Um, I still think he should have beat um, what's his name? Um, Scott Fitzgerald. To be fair to him, um, you I, think? I definitely think. Yeah, definitely. I thought he won the fight. I thought I thought if it went a little bit longer, I said it was a. The old rules of 15 rounds, I think Fitzgerald would have stopped him. But I think he'd done enough in the early rounds to definitely beat Scott Fitzgerald. I, I did. But, you know, because Scott was a big name and just beat Anthony Fowler, that it was in their interest to make that, that fight later down the line, wasn't it? So if yeah. he had lost against Cheeseman, it would have sort of put doubts. Um, Anthony Fowler rematch, you know. So I think that's sort of, yeah, boxing politics. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's the, the latest from Steve? Well, he sort of mentioned that maybe you might be out sometime next year, early next year. But have you heard any 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 other updates? No, not not any really. Potential opponents? No, not at all. I'm sort of I've, I've last I was aware I was next in line for the Southern area, and I think Dean Richardson 
is vacating it to go on to um, for for the English eliminators or whatever. So I'm for what I pretty, pretty much believe I'm next in line. So if that's the case, and we do get a showdown here in Bournemouth, sort of late February, March time, I hopefully got go straight in at a ten rounder for that. I'm hoping, but if not, Dean Richardson has to fight me. Like if if not, if he doesn't, I think I'm next in line. And um, what Steve said before um, before this COVID happened, um, I think I was next in line for for the southern area. So fingers crossed that comes off, and you know everything gets moving for early next year, so I can so I can actually box for that. Because the old ideal world would be box for that, defend it once, and then sort of hopefully if. Chris gets a show down here with the um, Sky Sports and that. I'd, I'd love, I'd love a fight with like one of one of the top boys like Cheeseman or Eggington and any of them. You know, any of them. Definitely. Um, tell us about some of the new guys who've been joining Bendel's gym. Then, or he spoke a bit before Jack came on. Uh, Steve's been busy doing some interviews and that in in London and and all over the place. So tell us about some of the new guys who are joining. Yeah, we've got um, Sam Davis. I don't know who's actually been announced yet. Um, to be fair. Um, I know my mate Sam has uh, went to the same school as me. Oh. Um, sort of known each other since we were kids. To be fair, so um, we, we boxed for different clubs as when we were amateurs um, when we were really young. But then he sort of moved over to us, and then obviously finished at Parkstone. And he and he won the. Um, he had a very very good end of it to his amateur career. He won the um, Elite Western County title. Um, and now he's just turning um, professional. So um, he's very good, good sparring for me. Southpaw, very awkward Southpaw. And hopefully he does well in, in, as a professional. I think you think he's got everything there to to do well. As long as he trains hard and he's fit, he's one of the most awkward kiddies I've been in to spar. You know, definitely. But I don't know who else has been announced yet. We've got yeah. a, a few few more lads that are sort of coming through. I think Steve's got a couple that's going on the road. A few lads, few a couple of foreign lads, but. I don't think they've been announced yet or anything. So, so yeah. So, yes, that was our chat with Bournemouth pro boxer Lee Cutler. Adam, what was your thoughts? Really interesting. It's great to hear him, you know, have a chance to reflect on the start he's made to his career. It's great to get that insight on how he's doing currently with obviously the lockdown and everything and what is undoubtedly a difficult period for them all at Bendel's gym. But also some of the promising signs looking ahead to the future. Lee's very confident he can go far in the sport and um, he has great aspirations and it, it definitely sounds like there's exciting times ahead for sure. Yes, certainly. And uh, that's all from us for this week, episode six. Um, we will be back for episode seven. Thank you for listening.